Welcome to Light from the Rabbit Hole, soulful sisterhood conversations between Don Whitney and Chris Rice, where we dig into all things mental wellness, spirituality, and mindset. We're on this journey together and we hope you'll join us. We may not always have the answers, but we're constantly seeking, learning, and evolving. So if you're looking for a way to dig deeper, have fun, and open your sense of curiosity, pull up a chair, press play, and let's have some fun together. Hello, and welcome to Light from the Rabbit Hole. I'm Chris, and I'm here with my co-host, Dawn. Hello, Chris. And we are super excited today because we're going to dig into all things manifesting. And to be candid, it's one of our favorite topics. Totally one of our favorite topics. And it's it can be a little controversial too. I agree. So right? I think part of what we should help is like dispel why it's not like super woo-woo or anything like that. Mm-hmm. When we were, well, we have a lot of examples of it in our own life, which I think will be fun to dig into. But it was really interesting to know as we were sort of doing some research that it is like one of the most searched terms in Google. Yes. In fact, um, here's what I found. Uh, I found that from late March to mid-July of this year, Google searches for the term manifesting have skyrocketed 669%. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. I mean, that's a lot. And it's, uh, you know, basically the, the man, what manifestation or manifesting really means is it's the practice of thinking aspirational, positive thoughts with the purpose of making them uh, come true. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think obviously that's the part where people are like, come on, that, that how doesn't that, happen. Yeah. How's that, that was a happen? coincidence. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, on one of our other podcast episodes, we talked about serendipity, yep. serendipity and synchronicity. And that obviously that kind of goes hand in hand with manifestation, but it's all around like what it really means to create something or turn something from an idea into a reality. And so in psychology, manifestation generally means using our thoughts, feelings, and beliefs to bring something to our physical reality. I love that because I picture it literally being these ideas and just thoughts that like flit through our mind yes, and then they actually come into fruition. So that's what I picture is like, it starts inside of you and then it moves into the physical realm. And so that can be however you feel comfortable feeling like that happens. But I think at a basic level, we can all agree that happens. Absolutely. And I I think that, you know, I don't want to confuse this with religion because obviously people will think that, you know, manifesting is the same as praying and asking for, you know, what you want. And mm-hmm. essentially it is, it right? Is. It yes. is. I mean, that's really what we're doing. I agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So I think it's a broad topic. You know, we can get really um, specific on all of this and, and we can talk about some things that we want to put into physical reality through our thought feelings and our beliefs. And, you know, some of the big, um, I think misconceptions are people who want to manifest, oh, I want to, you know, I want a bigger house and I want a new car and, and things like that, that are, you know, desires that you definitely want, but like, do you use manifesting and say, oh, I want a new house. Mm -hmm. I want a new car. I want something materialistic. Or do you start 
assuming that you already have the things that mm-hmm. you want, right? And you, maybe you write a vision, you do a vision board or some ideas of that. Give, yeah. Give some, some suggestions on that. Well, when I think of that, um, I don't think it's come out yet, but I'm a huge Joe Dispenza fan. So let's mm-hmm. just get out, that out of the way now. Yes. So a lot of my thoughts and ideas around this will also come from how he presents that information too, from his books and things like that. So I'm just putting that out there. But when I think of that, okay, this will sound a little woo-woo, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Do it, do it. I love it. Really, when I think of that, it's that you have to, you can wish and hope for whatever you want. There is no bounds on that, right? So I can say, I want to move to the lake tomorrow because I do want to move to the lake tomorrow. But I have to have everything in my energetic field and everything in my vibration aligning with that exact desire. Mm-hmm. And if I have these little shades of doubt of like, um, girl, I don't think that's going to happen tomorrow. Anything that that kind of knocks down that vibration to a different place where yes. that it creates that doubt, that's where it doesn't happen. So Absolutely. that's why I think starting really small on your manifesting into things that are so, so tiny Mm -hmm. that they happen because you don't have a doubt, a limiting belief around it. Absolutely. And I think the, the whole mindset around writing, doing a vision board, which I'll tell you a little story about that in a Mm -hmm. second, doing a vision board, writing down your goals, Mm -hmm. right? That's a basic, uh, a basic part of manifesting and journaling. I mean, it's one of the best ways I think to really realign what your goals are is to write them down for sure. And I've been doing journaling forever and journaling is a part of, you hear people talk about what's, what does it, does it mean to be mindful? What's a mindfulness practice? Journaling is one tool Mm -hmm. as is, you know, yoga and meditation and several other things within the mindfulness practice. Right. And so when you're manifesting and you're like, this is what I would like, this is what I want to do. You, you can visually put it up, you can Mm -hmm. write it out. And I think that's one way to help get you a little bit closer to what you said, attracting the good vibration. Yeah. Right. Well, and I guess to circle back on my example and we'll get to this, but I think a lot of manifesting is even if you can't see it today, Mm -hmm. acting as if it's already happened. And in my example of like, it just is something that I have always dreamed of and wanted to live on the lake. I love water. I love all that stuff. That is something that I know will happen because I've put my intention there. And it's so interesting because for a long time, I would just hold it in and be like, that'll happen someday. And then now I just talk about it. And Mm -hmm. my girls are like, so mom, do you think when we move down to the lake, this is what our kitchen will look like? And when will I be in high school? I'll probably be in high school when that happens. Like we all are on board of like co-creating this idea of it's not here today, but there's no harm in dreaming it and really believing that that will happen. And I never really thought of sort of those trickle down effects that happen from the things that you just share out there with me. Yeah. And instead of saying, uh, if we get to the, to the lake, it's when we get to the lake, right? I do that same kind of mindset in my business, you know, in my mm-hmm. job, I, I usually talk about when we get to this level, yeah. or when we have this many customers instead of, I'm not sure if we're going to get there, but you know, here's what I hope. Yeah. Right? I don't talk that way. Nope. And I don't talk that way with my team. And on a side note, is there going to be a bedroom for Dawn 
to come and visit at the lake? Well, obviously, and we need our podcasting space. How else are we going to do this? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine how great that's going to be because right now we have, we have my office and we have lots of fun little activities that go on outside our window. Usually there's squirrels and all kinds of things running up and down the, the trees or Amazon trucks going by. Yeah, gardeners. today we had the prime driver burning rubber up the side. Yeah, jeez, <laughs> I had to shut the window. It was so funny. The other day, I think I might've told you, but I had a bird come right up to my window. Did it look you in the eyes? But I had, yes, and I had the window open. I thought it was going to literally fly in. Oh, be careful. That does happen. Yeah. That happens a lot in our house. Does it? Do they come in the house? Yes, they come in the house and they go up to the, my office and they shit on my Peloton and my, <laughs> and my monitor every Every time they do, how do you get them out? Hadley, Hadley, Hadley gets them out. Because oh, I, I love them, but I'm kind of afraid that I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, you I don't know, like it. Well, they're going to shit everywhere. That's what they're going to do. That is exactly what they do. They're panicked too, you know. I'm so scared. It's so funny. Anyways, so, okay. So back to yeah, back to manifesting. So I I have a kind of an interesting story, and I know you've got some too. So mm -hmm. let's share let's, let's share it. some fun stories. And on a side note, wouldn't it be great? Maybe this is kind of a a thing at the end of our, of our podcast is I would really love to hear from the listeners if they have a good manifestation yes. story, right? Yes, that, that would be super us. cool. Write us okay. and let us know, put it in the review to start out with, and maybe we connect by email or something after, but I think that would be so cool. Cause there's no better way to continue that like expansion of really positive things than to share them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I'll give you a quick um, story. So I, um, you know, had my, my company, my staffing company mm -hmm. that I started in 2005 and uh, it was, you know, it was very successful and had obviously had its ups and downs, but um, I grew, grew that company to become a really successful organization. And but I was very stressed being an owner. You know, you're worrying about everything, mm -hmm. right? You're worried about tax, tax stuff you have to file on time and payroll and just waiting for the cash to come in from the client and just all of the unnecessary stress. Mm -hmm. Didn't realize how much it was taking a toll on my personal health. Yeah. But it really was. And that's actually one of the reasons why I started getting into meditation because mm -hmm. I was so stressed out with work, stressed out with personal stuff with my son. And I just, I needed like a break. Yeah. I need to be able to hit the reset button. So um, I told Ryan, like it kind of came out of nowhere. I think I might've been me meditating about it or had been journaling about like, I want to feel better mm -hmm. and I'm not sleeping as well. And what's going on with me. And through that process, I actually came up with the fact that I was feeling really overwhelmed with my job and the responsibilities mm -hmm. of running my own business after 15, 16 years. So I told my husband, I said, I think I'm going to sell the business. I'm just going to get out. First, I said, I'm going to uh, just close it down. Yeah. I right. Remember that. And then I kind of had to think through it and I was like, well, I might as well get something for it. So what am I going to do? So mm -hmm. I kind of wrote out on, a, on, you know, in my journal, like exactly the type of company that I would be willing to send, uh, sell my company to where I could also stay on now. I was at the same time thinking, do I want to stay on or do I want to do real estate? Right. Because mm -hmm. remember, you know, real estate's kind of a big thing for me. I'm really yep. interested in that. Someday I really, really want to be on Selling Sunset. <laughs> <laughs> I don't find any bit of this surprising. Because I, I think I could be on there. I yeah. think I could. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought, well, I've, I, I don't know what I want to do. And I've got to write all this out. So 
through my process of journaling, I came up with the, I just felt the energy and the vibe towards Don, you definitely want to sell this business. Mm -hmm. And why don't you work for this company for a while and just see how it goes. So usually when you sell your company, you, um, there are always these options where the company that's buying you wants you to stay on for a, a certain amount of time. That's part of the negotiation. Sure. But I didn't do that with these guys. Oh, so I, well, I looked for the right organization and I sent out emails to, and I literally remember saying this, I was like, okay, universe, I am giving this to you. I want you to take it on whatever you think is the best, you know, company for me or the best option for me. I just want it to appear. Mm -hmm. And I said it out loud multiple times for like a couple of weeks. And then when I, when I sent out the emails, I started getting responses from mm -hmm. companies that were interested in talking to me. Yeah. And I had like six companies that I was looking at, oh, wow. which was great. And this one company, I was the very first one that responded. So I had a call with them and instantly I felt a connection. Mm -hmm. Right. But then I was kind of like, well, let me see who else is out there. Sure. So I really wanted to work for a minority owned business or a woman owned business. And so I interviewed with some women and surprisingly, I did not like the other companies that I talked to. There were four of them over this company, mm -hmm. uh, who is a minority owned company. Um, and so I ended up just kind of like throwing it out there and, you know, that gut instinct where you're like, this is the place. And it would have never happened in my opinion, the way it happened where so many people were interested and it was so easy to like mm -hmm. decide, um, if, if I hadn't have asked for it. If I hadn't have thrown it out there and said, take this, this is what I want. And then I also actually envisioned, envisioned and wrote out what I wanted the company to, what I wanted it to feel like for me and my employees. I want the right culture, awesome. right? I want to feel empowered. I want to be able to keep doing my podcasts mm -hmm. and mental health is important to mm -hmm. me. So I said to the universe, please find me a place where I can be utilized and serve others mm -hmm. in the mental health space. And I am not shitting you, Chris. I got to this company that I work for. And not only is the CEO who I report to and I on the same page with the culture, he just embraced mm -hmm. my podcast. He embraced my mental health stuff. Mm -hmm. He he just said, Don, we need this here. And then he asked me to like be the wellness person I remember at that. the company, mm -hmm. right? And then of course I brought you in mm -hmm. to do some training, which we need to get you back because you did such a great job. But anyway, it all was this trickle down yeah. effect. Well, and what I hear you saying too, is not only were you really clear in your ask, but you also were very trusting in the process. Mm -hmm. So you knew and trusted that that would unfold in a way that you probably couldn't imagine it. And mm -hmm. I think that can be the hardest part, but is like the most powerful part too of, I make my ask and then I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to watch and see what happens there. Yeah. And you said something interesting um, when we were talking about this around, like you don't like talk about this. Um, oh, you want my restaurant example? Yeah. Tell me that. <laughs> tell us that. That's so good. I actually love this one. I can't remember where I got it from, but I love it because I think it perfectly portrays manifestation and what it ideally should be. So if you picture yourself in a restaurant and your server comes up and you say, you know, I want this, I want a, mm -hmm. I want a veggie burger with a salad. And so you put in your order, you do not follow the waiter to the back room or to the, 
exactly. space and be like, Hey, um, by the way, did you slice my tomatoes the way I wanted them? Did you put extra dressing on? Like I asked, you don't go and get in the minutia of trying to control that circumstance. You just politely ask for what you want and then you wait for it to return in the timing that is right. And so I think that's just like an everyday example of how it can be. Of how you just, you call it out and then you trust and you let it go. Yeah. I want to hear another story. You've got a good story, I'm sure. Tell me. Well, the one that comes to my mind that you reminded me of is really how I transition. Both of ours are work examples, actually. Mm -hmm. So for almost 15 years, um, I worked for a technology company doing events and marketing. And um, I worked from home. So I would tell myself that like, Mm -hmm. I can make this work because it's super convenient. I have little kids. So this is great. And I tried to convince myself that it was right for me, even though I everything about it was not right. Yeah. For me. The culture was a horrid fit for me. Like it was just not, and, but it felt safe. And mm-hmm. so I continued to stay over and over and over again. Even as I started my business four years ago, I did the juggle between both things, always having in my head and my heart that what I wanted was to do my own business full-time. And I just yeah. couldn't seem to get to a point where all of the things that I wanted most of it was financial. So I would be like, well, I have to completely replace my income before I can leave mm-hmm. and do this. So I remember I would, that. I, I remember be, you talking to me about that. And in hindsight, it was super controlling, <laughs> not, not achievable at all. To be totally mm. honest, there was absolutely no way that I could do a full-time job, a full-time family and completely income replace myself. It was asinine to even think that that was happening, but mm. in my head, that's what always made sense and needed to happen. Mm-hmm. And so. I got to a point where I, everything about showing up there became really hard because Mm. it was so misaligned. And once I could see that misalignment, it was, I was to a point in my inner work that I knew this is not for me. I can't do this anymore. It all is against who I am now. It had its time and purpose. It's not now. And so I, I went to a Joe Dispenza retreat. Yeah. <laughs> the one that I was supposed to go to. Oh my God. I'm still so bitter about it. Yeah, that'll, uh, that's going to have to change. <laughs> within three minutes of the damn tickets opening and I couldn't get a spot. I was so mad. Anyway, there will be another perfect about, experience for you. About <laughs> Back to you. But while I was there, I really, before I went, I set my really clear intention of show me my way out of my full-time job. Show me a way into Mm. a career that is meant for me, where I can do good, where I can shine my light, be the things that I want to be and know I can be. Show me how to do that. And I came home and one month later, I quit my job. <laughs> I know. I remember when you called me and you said you were going to quit, and I was—I uh-huh. I was kind of scared for you at I first. Know. So I was like, "Oh my god, what's she doing? <laughs> this sounds crazy." But super inspired at the same time, like and, so proud of you. And thank you. I mean, and crazy. It, it really was. I mean, it was everything that I never would have done before. And I do want to make a clear distinction of I did have a plan in place. Like I came yeah. up with a plan that worked that was different than what I ever expected, mm-hmm. but allowed me to do it and the moment that I actually walked away from both from the former job, it was just like, I, I, I actually had to do a ton of work to release all of that, that I hadn't even realized I was holding on to for so, so long. So all of it was in its own right timing. I was able to do that and basically spend the summer with my kids. I was able to launch this podcast with you. Like all of these things just 
fell into place once I let go of my story of how it needed to be. Oh my God. That's so inspiring. I, I bet everyone that's listening right now is like, wow, they can resonate. That can resonate with them. I hope right? so. And, and just know like that comes from somebody who 10 years ago, never would have thought or done that. Would have even all. thought about it. <laughs> well, and I also think too, the signs that we pay attention to, I, I mean, this is such a great topic that we have on the episode today that we should just probably bring in the conversation around signs. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, um, I, I have very, I have very distinct signs, but here's something that's been really happening a lot lately. And I don't know if this happens to you. I'll be working and almost always I will either look down at my phone or something will come up on the radio or, um, you know, there'll be a sign and it's always 1111 oh. or 111 uh-huh. or 555 or mm-hmm. 222. Yep. I don't get sevens very often. I but, get threes a lot. Do you get okay, threes I get a lot? Threes, mm-hmm. uh-huh. But it, every time it happens on my phone. I will take a screenshot. Mm. And one day I counted in a week Mm -hmm. how many times it popped up. Yeah. 48 times. Really? Yeah. I counted all of the times I screenshot. And it's not like I'm looking at my phone waiting for it to turn. No, no. It just coincidentally. That would be the anti. What is it? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so there's these really interesting signs that come up for me. Other signs, obviously feathers, birds. I have Mm -hmm. a lot of things. You have signs with Mm -hmm. what? Hummingbirds? Hummingbirds and deer. I have a funny one with 1111. Do you want to hear it? Okay, let's hear it. Um, so I like to share all of those things um, with my girls. And so Hadley used to be kind of bored in school. <laughs> so she would like, I'm pretty sure she just watched the clock, but she figured she wanted to wait and ideally see 1111 every day on the clock. Oh my and God, then she'd her. report back if she didn't. And she's like, it's next to me. She's like, I was all excited that I saw 1111. And he's like, well, when it gets to 1112, the devil comes. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, you all are seven. What is wrong with you? Let her have her angel numbers. <laughs> I love that. And I was like, who is this kid? Who is this kid? I don't know who that kid is, but I did think it was funny. I just thought it was that very, very funny too, that she was like, she sees such like a positive association with those numbers that she'll like seek them out. And she gets very excited if she sees it. And guess what? such a great uh, story to that because wherever you are and it's positive, there will be a kid that says (laughs) there will be someone that says, yes, well, guess what? Guess what? Bad comes the next minute. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So um, I'll tell you another little story uh, and then we can kind of wrap up. And if you have anything else too, but uh, I didn't tell you this, but yesterday I was having um, the night before. So yeah, not last night, but the night before. I was just not sleeping very well. And I was having a lot of like weird um, dreams about Cole because I haven't talked to Mm -hmm. him and just, you know, we're energetically connected. So Mm -hmm. I'm always thinking about him. And so yesterday I went down um, to an appointment. I had um, a doctor's appointment and I got there and they were like backed up and they couldn't get me in. And I, I ended up waiting and waiting and I couldn't get get the appointment. So I ended up leaving. I was really mad. Mm. And I like left. I was like, I'm just going to reschedule. So I was sitting in the car and I was going to come home. And it was Mm -hmm. like, it was like five, like right around five o'clock. And instead I was like, you know what? I am actually, um, I'm going to drive downtown and Mm. I'm going to see if I can find Cole. Really? Yeah. Because I just felt like I needed to. Yeah. 
So on the way there, um, and for those of you who are listening that don't know this, my son is um, is is living downtown Portland, homeless, and he lives on the street in a tent. Um, you know, the worst, the worst of the worst that you can probably envision in your mind is kind of where he lives, and um, and he's obviously you know still doing drugs, and then he's prostituting because that's how he's getting his drugs. So. Obviously, I'm going to go drive down there into like the worst part of downtown, uh-huh. right? Which I didn't really have any fear of that because I just wanted to see him. Yeah. So I drove down and I was on the way there. I was just like, you know, universe, just if if it's meant for me to see him today, I want to see him. Mm-hmm. If I, you know, just give me a sign, you know, and I'm talking, like talking to myself and yeah. talking it out into the universe the whole time. And I'm really okay with it. I was just like, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. Right. So I'm driving around and I see so much sadness and so much sickness. You know, people are just so sick on the street. And, um, you know, I see these two girls in the middle, like I, you have to pay attention because you'll hit someone if you, yeah. you know, aren't paying attention down there. So I'm in Chinatown. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like, that is not good. yeah, I'm driving around not my good. BMW. Yeah. It was like, it's your top down. No, like, top was up. Top was <laughs> thank up. Thank you. Top was up. Door was locked. Yeah. And, um, and you know, these are people who are just, um, obviously a lot of them have mental health issues from, uh, from drugs, from psychosis of drugs. And some of them are schizophrenic and don't have medication. You know, everyone has a story that's sure. out there and it, it actually, it hit me as I was sitting at the light, watching all of this in front of me is just like, there's so many lost souls that have stories that mm. none of us know anything about yet. We look at them with, with disgust and, and judgment um, myself included. And, you know, if you just took that away for a second and just looked at them for who they are, like they're someone's son, daughter, mm-hmm. mother, sister, right. Mm-hmm. It, it, it kind of humanizes it a little bit. And so I'm driving down and I'm looking for him everywhere and I didn't find him. Mm. And, but the interesting thing is I pulled into the driveway and I got a text from him. Really? Yeah. And he said, hi, mom, I'm thinking about you. I love you. And I miss you. And I wrote back, oh my gosh, I can't believe that you just reached out. I was just downtown looking for you. Mm -hmm. And he said, you were, I was over here. And I said, well, I just wanted to come and give you a hug. And he wrote back, I really could use a hug. Yeah. And then it broke my heart because then I wanted to turn around and go drive back down there. But it was just the story I'm telling this because it's just so interesting that sometimes when you really want something and you really manifest something, it's not for you. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe there yeah. was a reason you weren't actually meant to see him that day, like, yeah. may, or for him totally. too. Maybe there was something that was just not quite there, but you have to remember there was a connection that was made and that might've been the right thing for that day or no. that time. No, absolutely. Absolutely. But it was a really interesting thing because I really wanted to see him and in my heart, I wanted to see him, but I just had to let, like you said earlier, I had to let go of mm-hmm. the control of like just let me know if it's what should happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but I think, you know, just kind of in summary, I mean, what, what does it really mean to manifest something? I mean, I think if it's really around focusing on what you want to bring into reality, right. Mm-hmm. And through positive attraction and manifesting, you know, that is really where you can bring 
you can bring something tangible into your life through your actions, your beliefs, your emotions. I really do believe that's true. I do too. Yeah. hundred percent. What other things do you have? Anything else on this topic before we kind of wrap it up with our favorite things? I feel like it would be really, really great. Just, I think we've circled around this a few times. So just to make sure that we really make it concrete and clear that really setting that intention and then just having that trust to act as if it's already happened or is happening is the truth. However feels right to you play with it. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's the other thing is letting go of that really like anxious, um, kind of spinning, uh, level that you can get to and instead having fun with it mm-hmm. and just putting it out there and then trusting what will come. And I think if it's not something you've tried before, like, I think that's actually a wonderful place to begin because you have no expectations. Mm-hmm. So start mm-hmm. super small of something that feels doable and that doesn't make it easy or wrong. Like just try it and I see, and I agree with you. I think we should, I would love to hear stories of manifesting because I think that yeah. is such a powerful energy to put out into the world. It is. Let's do that. It is. And you know, as we're kind of talking about all of this in closing, we didn't really go deep into what it means to high vibe and low vibe, but I just want to say this. There are people that you're going to run into in your life that are going to try to take, you know, the air out of your sails, right? The wind out of your sails. They're going to, they're going to say, oh, well, yeah, whatever. But I think if you can really just stay true to the mindset of, you know, I like you are right around your, your home on the lake, like this is something that I know is going to happen. Mm -hmm. It will happen. Uh, the only thing I don't know of is when it's going to happen, yeah. right? But it's going to happen, yeah. right? And don't let anybody try to ruin your, you know, come in and kind of rain on your parade, right? There's there's no reason. Like, there's no reason for that. Your power, your intentions are far more powerful than someone else's doubt. So yes. just hold true to those things. Absolutely. And- I think letting go of the timing to me is always the toughest. It's so uh, hard. You just want to know like a little nugget of like, I remember doing that with my job and being like, but will it be in six months? Like yeah. Any chance it'll be in six months. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And this can also be used in another way where you want to be really careful. And I think this is important to talk about is sometimes when something goes wrong, we tend to automatically go even to, we say it out loud, Mm -hmm. I've done this, or even internally, like what next, Mm -hmm. you know, what else can happen Mm -hmm. to me? What else is going on? What else is going to um, be a problem for me? And, and I just know for a fact that that calls in totally the, the negative things that could happen. Yes. I have an example. Do you want to hear? Yeah, let's hear it. So with our oldest, she has, with her mental health struggles and her OCD, as I've shared, weekends are always really tough because weekends feel unpredictable Mm -hmm. where for a lot of people, adult or child, it feels spacious and nice and you don't have restrictions. You can do what you want to do. That feels like hell to her. She Mm. wants to know when things are going to happen. Even if you give her a guideline of what's going on, it still is a stressful day. Mm -hmm. And we have, I kid you not, probably well over a year of every Friday and or every Saturday and Sunday, we would wake up and like clockwork, she would be off. And she would be off Mm. until she went back to school on Monday. And part of me, now this was interesting because Mm. I think 
I broke out of that expectation of what was going to happen and just said, okay, let me see the day for what it is, as opposed to Mm. that predicting piece to me is a way of like self-preserving and Mm -hmm. being like, okay, I know it's going to be hard. So here's what I'm going to do because I got to like arm up and I'll be okay. And I honestly think like my husband would do that because that's feels better and safer to him of if I know what to expect, then I'm not caught off guard and I can Mm -hmm. prepare. And I did the same thing for a long time until I kind of recognized that I felt like we were calling in what we don't want. Oh, I love that and, you're telling the story. And so it really, it has started to shift. And I will say I have two very energetically sensitive kids too. So yes, I think that even if I'm the only one holding space for what could be, and he's still kind of concerned and is, is trying to manage that there is still a, a different there's a different feel in our house than if we're both predicting the bad will happen. I love it. So it's just something to think about, but I I think there can be that level of self-preservation and just trying to make yourself feel comfortable in an uncomfortable situation. And sometimes if you can just kind of peel back in meditation or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and kind of see that for what it is and say, question, I guess, does this work for you or is it not? And what if I just try today to not wake up expecting that she's going to be in a shitty mood? What if today, just today? Oh, I just love it. I Thanks. just love it. Is, is, uh, has that gotten easier for Andy? You think at all? I think it's again, one of those things where the more I trust and lean into it, he sees and feels that. Mm-hmm. And so we don't really talk about it. Yeah. I just show up as that. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll just maybe make small points of, Hey, you know what? We had a good morning. She wasn't upset till like noon today or things like that to Mm. point out, Hey, there was a little shift. This was not our predictable all day long or, Hey, she did really great going to the pool today. Something like that, Mm -hmm. where it's like, call out those little highlights of changes, because the more you can reinforce that you're going to start dismantling that other belief. Oh man. I'm so glad we got that in because that was a really good summary of, of how to, how to really avoid manifesting something and then like having the wrong vibration mm-hmm. while you're man. Yeah, totally. I'm so glad we covered that. And holding true to what feels right for you, yeah. regardless of whether your partner or your family or whoever it is feels differently. There's a lot of power in holding true to what is feels right to you mm-hmm. and just trusting that and moving forward with it and not explaining the heck out of it and all of that. Just align to that and give it a shot. Oh my gosh, I love this so much. We cannot wait to hear your manifestation stories. And if you're listening right now and you're in the car and you're not moving, you're just sitting in your car or you're somewhere, I want you to, for for us, I would love this. If you would just close your eyes for a minute and think about something that you really are truly in your heart of hearts wanting to see change happen, or you are hoping for something different than what you're getting right now. And just manifest what it would look like if you had that, whatever that is, Mm -hmm. right? And just put all of the the light and energy into your thought of what if X, Y, and Z came true? What if this happened? And then start asking yourself that and then turning it into actually visually seeing it happen. Seeing like, okay, I'm I'm really hoping this is going to happen, and now I see it happening. Because mm-hmm. when you when you see it, 
right? When you visualize yeah. it, then you start to actually believe that it's happening. That's going to happen. So I would love everybody to do that right now. And just tell us what, you know, tell us how you feel after you do it. Right. I love it. They've got a homework assignment, homework now. assignment. So in closing, um, we have a couple of, well, we have one favorite thing today because we wanted to stay on the theme of woo woo. <laughs> and, um, you know, if you're a meditator, or even if you're not, I would highly, highly recommend getting a meditation pillow. I still don't have one. Okay. How is this possible? This is ridiculous that you don't have one. I'm so dumb. Um, what, so when you meditate, where do you sit? You're I just usually sitting... sit either on a couch or on a comfy chair. Okay, boy, you are missing out, sister. Why are we not getting you? We need to get you a meditation Imagine pillow. what I could do with a meditation pillow. I mean, I mean, let's take the second for that. I mean, it, you know, there are so many out there and I am trying to remember the name of the one that I have, but um, I know that you want to get one that has, that's like, you can sit on it with, and it's like, it's like, what is, what is it? Buckwheat or something that's in it where it's shapeable. Oh, okay. Um, so I'll just tell we'll you put a link in, in the show notes so that people can go and check out your favorite. Cause I know you have one have it's so sits right around here somewhere that you love. So. I have so many, Oh no, here it is like lavender. You can get lavender inside Ooh, of it. Lovely. Yeah. I mean, you want to get one that has buckwheat. This is what I have buckwheat pillow okay. because it stays really firm in there, but it's not like you're sitting on a rock. Okay. Right. But um, the outer shell of the meditation pillow that I have is really velvety and soft and you can unzip it and wash it. Mm -hmm. But um, I have one and I actually have two. And then I have a girlfriend of mine actually sent me as a housewarming gift. She sent me one. And then she sent, did you see the large meditation pad that I have, which has now become Oliver's uh, dog bed? (laughs) He's he, got good taste. He lays on that thing every morning Plus and stretches. He does. he does his downward dial and stretches. <laughs> it's hilarious. So, but I do love my meditation pillow. So definitely invest in one. You can go on Amazon and you can type in uh best meditation pillow and they'll come up with so many ideas and they're inexpensive. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, I so I'm excited it. about it. I love so it. what a wonderful episode. This was so much fun, Chris. Thank you for all your great insight and your oh, stories. Same to you. And I'm excited to hear our listeners' stories. So really do send those in, put them in a review if that's easiest. And I can't wait to hear just what else is happening in the world. How exciting. Absolutely. All right. Until next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Light from the Rabbit Hole. We would love for you to rate, review, and share this episode. Please also subscribe to Light from the Rabbit Hole so you're the first to know when a new episode is released. Lastly, we'd love to hear from you. If you have ideas for future conversations, please share your idea with your review. We read each and every review and would love to hear your inspiration for future conversations.